right, let's get to today's top stories now. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So former President Trump, the projected winner of the Republican New Hampshire primary, he defeated former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. The numbers right now, 55% for Trump, 43% for Haley. Now, Haley gave a speech last night, and she said that the primaries are a marathon and not a sprint, and she is looking ahead to the next contest in her home state of South Carolina. There was also a Democratic primary on Tuesday, not officially recognized by the National Party, but despite that, President Biden, as a write-in candidate, easily beat his challenger, Dean Phillips. Let's go live to the Nikki Haley campaign now to get a sense of the mood there. Oh. Oh. That's not right. They seem a little down. She was way more upbeat last night. Yeah, she sounded really excited. (laughs) I watched her. It almost sounded like a victory speech, but it wasn't. And I think Donald Trump got annoyed at that. Because she came on first, and he was, I mean, he immediately attacked her for acting like a, a winner. Right. Uh, she did not win. Uh, and that's what she needed to do in order to justify her campaign moving forward. In fact, she didn't even close the gap to within double digits. Now, the margin is about half of what the polls had showed going into the primary yesterday. But look, I said, Nikki Haley, she has to win New Hampshire to justify moving forward. Because, again, what comes next? I mean, she's going to compete in the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the <laughs> Nevada caucuses, which are, are kind of a mess. Not even worth getting into that. Uh, but really, it's South Carolina. That's what she's focused on. And you're not going to walk into South Carolina, your home state, and lose by double digits there. And that's what she's up against right now. So she didn't drop out. Look, they never drop out that night. Rarely does that ever happen. Even DeSantis was like, I punched my ticket out of Iowa. And then you know, a couple of days later, he gets out of the race. So I think it's a matter uh, with Nikki Haley of, of when, not if, and probably before the South Carolina primary. There are some warning signs, though, for the Trump campaign. And that is the yeah. people who voted for Haley in the exit polling do not like trump and they are concerned about him uh not just as a candidate but also his personal problems a number of them said they wouldn't vote for him if he is convicted of any of these you know crimes he's charged with uh the enthusiasm for trump is high among MAGA voters obviously Mm -hmm. really high uh but there's a significant chunk of the republican party that wants to see someone else right i think there was good news and bad news for trump the good news is he won he won by double digits the race is over he's got the nomination the bad news uh, like you said, there are some warning signs uh, for Trump moving forward, more for a general election matchup. Um, now, I think we need to be careful with too many takeaways out of New Hampshire because that electorate's a little bit different. It's a little more independent, a little more moderate uh, and all of that. But uh, I definitely think, you know, in these suburbs with some of the more you know moderate voters, independent voters, Trump's got some work to do. Uh, his campaign seems to be focused on just ginning up the enthusiasm among the MAGA the base, yeah. crowd and getting them to turn out. And look, you just don't know. This one's going to be a really difficult election to get a handle on because you just don't know who's going to show up because people are so dreading uh the biden trump rematch are people gonna stay home i mean i don't think the base i don't think trump's base stays home they're gonna turn out no question about that because they're enthusiastic about trump now there's this moderate group of republicans who are like oh here we go again yeah and Um, trump and and the MAGA crowd they they tend to just dismiss them as like rhinos and we don't need them anyway and all of that well when you're in 
states with really tight margins, you know, that never Trump vote or not even never. I mean, you're not going to win those over. But that's how you have two Democrats in office in in the Senate in Georgia. Exactly. It it matters. It does matter because if you're too extreme, uh, you you just don't get the uh, the middle of the road vote who doesn't want all that, uh, you know, baggage that comes with the extremism. Right now, maybe they stay home and they don't vote for Biden. But Trump, here's the thing. If Trump were to have the best chance at winning this election, he would make it strictly about Joe Biden and and Joe Biden's problems. Uh, but Trump has a way of making everything about himself and injecting himself into the center of all of it. And then it becomes a referendum on him. And that's where it's going to be a little more difficult. So uh, we are in for it's it's January twenty fourth, and we already know who the candidate. Didn't I tell are. you this was over before it started? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why did. didn't DeSantis listen to me? Uh, I, don't right. the, I don't know what his problem was. He, he could have saved himself a lot of trouble. Nikki Haley may hang around. The only reason for her to hang around would be to collect some delegates. Uh, I guess a couple of the states coming up, she can do that. And then eventually it becomes like winner take all, and and uh, she's got no chance. Maybe she collects a few delegates. So at the convention. Uh, I don't know. Again, if if something happens, she's there. But the longer she stays in, the more she turns off the Republican base. So even if there were some kind of an opportunity for somebody else down the road because something were to happen to Trump or whatever, uh, I don't know that she would end up being the pick then. Like you said, then maybe DeSantis comes back into the fold. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, you know, New Hampshire, like you said, not indicative of uh, a lot of the Republican primaries no. down the road because it was an open primary. More yep. voters in New Hampshire are not affiliated with either party. Right. And as a result, you had a huge group of independents voting. That's not going to be the case in, in no. a lot of states like Florida, for example. Yeah. Florida's this was primary. This was her best chance to win a state, I think. And uh, and she didn't pull it off. In fact, uh, lost by double digits. So that's it. Congresswoman Laurel Lee has fallen in line after being the only member of the Florida Republican congressional delegation to endorse Ron DeSantis for president. She is now endorsing Donald Trump. Lee says she was glad to support her former boss, DeSantis. Former, of course, being the key word here. Republicans Mm -hmm. now looking ahead and are jumping on the Trump train all over the country. Does that count if you endorse DeSantis and then he loses and gets out then you say well now i endorse trump (laughs) like i I mean mean, she had to because you know the trump team they're keeping track of who's endorsing who and who's getting on board and when they're getting on board nice that's it that's exactly right uh they're keeping a list uh but i mean you were team desantis (laughs) that's Uh, right that's what you were lee i think made the mistake of of making an endorsement really early yeah she did it before most of the uh, other congress people in the state and uh, it appeared at that time that DeSantis was riding high. Right. You know, he had the big win in November. Uh, his poll numbers were comparable to Trump's. And she was the secretary of state. Yes. And her district was essentially drawn for her to win. Mm-hmm. And so why not endorse DeSantis? But, of course, as uh, you know, time went on, we saw everybody else in the Republican Party in Florida endorse DeSantis. We're talking about the federal yeah, congressional representatives. Exactly. Yeah. And and what you're seeing now, and this is also going to be part of the issue for Nikki Haley, you're seeing all the endorsements roll in for Trump. John Cornyn, uh, who wants to be uh, the next uh, Senate majority or Senate minority leader, uh, depending on if they hold the Senate or not, Republicans, he got on board with Trump reluctantly. It's funny because you know uh, like a John Cornyn and a Marco Rubio, like they don't want to, uh, but they do. But it. they know politics. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're seeing all the 
endorsements come in, the pressure is really going to mount on Nikki Haley from all corners of the Republican Party moving forward. Uh, it's just going to be an onslaught uh, directed at her to get out of the race at this point. Well, it's I think over. I think she is going to do her own state. Uh, that's, I guess, a month think from she now. she stays in there? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, it, like you said, you know, Ron DeSantis talked tough at, at mm-hmm. the end of Iowa, and then he was out. Yeah. Maybe that's what happens to Haley. But it wouldn't be... You know, impossible to imagine her going to South Carolina, losing, and then she, you know, drops out in her home state. So we'll see how it goes. But the way she was talking last night, she's making it sound like she's going to stay there for all 50 states. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But, you know, remember back in 2016, some of these guys lasted a long time. Ted Cruz stuck around for a while. uh, Although he won. He won Iowa. Yes, and he also won Texas. Right. And, you know, he, he was, you know, a candidate that at that time... Trump wasn't this dominant figure. No. You know, a lot of people had doubts about whether he could really pull it off. What was and, his nickname? Of course he did. Lion Ted Cruz. Lion Ted Cruz. Lion Ted? Yeah. I just remember, I remember yeah. the JFK thing. And, right. <laughs> other weird things. Yeah. So a week of celebration kicked off on Tuesday when pirates invaded downtown Tampa to capture the mayor for Gasparilla. Oh, no. Did she... Uh, did she turn over the key to the city? Absolutely not, she said. And so the pirates escorted Mayor Castor to the park, and they are declaring uh, Tampa under invasion. All right, here's uh, here's how that went down. Take a listen. And we're here to negotiate a peaceful surrender of this key. Surrender! She had no choice. Absolutely not! She's got to stand strong. Negotiate for this incredible city with you, gnarly no good. It's not going to happen. We are keeping Tampa. It's the most amazing city in the world, and it will not be given to the pirates. I just want one year. I'm begging one of these mayors, one year, just be like, all right, here's the kid. There you go. Like, here you go. I mean, parades canceled. Yeah, there you go. Here's the key. <laughs> it's over. You got the city. You want to deal with this mess? Here, here you go. Here's the key to the city. Uh, so that means a big parade this weekend. Uh, if anybody was, you know, nervous, would it happen or not? Now we know the invasion's yeah. on. I know it's it's sort of this thing. That, you know. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's like this Tampa tradition. It is. We have to love it. Right. So you know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, do we not know what was going to happen? I would love to see Trump in that position, having to hang on to the key and interact with the pirates. Can you imagine he'd start insulting the pirates and calling their names? That would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. All right, Chris Strankman with today's top stories. Chris, thanks so much. Thank you. The Ryan Gorman Show, 5 to 9, every weekday morning on News Radio WFLA.